It's always nice to get, you know, somebody, a stranger rubbing your scalp and then you paying the money. It's always good. I, yeah, I appreciate that. The, the biggest takeaway from my vacation this year, uh, where I got like infinite number of massages because I was at hotels with spas and stuff and the exchange rate is ridiculous, um, is that I could absolutely be a person who just gets a massage every day. <laughs> That is like very high on the list of things I would get immediately if I like won the lottery or came into some absurd amount of money. Would be someone to just periodically come over, like, give me a scalp massage. Oh, I've got an hour. No, now now we're really, I'm going to lay down. And we're going to really do this. <laughs> I've got a meeting in an hour and 15 minutes. We can make this work. I think that there's room in this for yeah. a public service component where... You know, in, in our ideal society, you get a massage for an hour every day and you spend an hour, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's not, you know, a massage circle, but, you know, you do something for an hour for somebody else. I was just going to say, I immediately had flashbacks of uh, theater classes when I was in school. The, the, the back, the shoulder massage circle before rehearsal. I, I do not remember that as a theater student. Look, you, well, well, look, I'm old, so it may not be considered uh, acceptable in public education anymore. Pro, yeah, I'm possibly. But, but it was uh, 20 to 30 years ago, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> You just made me think about how long I, ago I graduated high school because I was like, no way, 20 to 30 years. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's concerning. I got an email about my 20th uh, college reunion recently and was like, mm, nope, nope, I refuse to acknowledge that. <laughs> oh, I'm about to make y'all feel real old. I graduated yeah, from no. high school six years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I'm a Baby. I'll tell you what. Oh. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, this is 25 years ago, uh, Arizona was 99 cents. Today, Arizona is 99 cents. They remain not a sponsor of this show, but I will open the show with the sound of a mucho mango. Uh, oh, they're so good. So good. And I love the watermelon ones. The watermelon ones are so good. Watermelon recently described on this show as the saddest of Whoa. I was just saying we had a whole conversation about this. this is, we have a, we have dissension in the uh, Arizona rankings. I, well, I also don't like the tea ones. I just like all the juice ones. Oh. Okay. Well, so your, your opinion is clearly invalid at this point. Well, cause I don't like tea. <laughs> I don't like tea. I don't, I can't really drink that much caffeine cause I'm already on stimulants for my ADHD, so it's just like... Yeah. yeah, okay. Still, Arizona sponsor us. This is Casual Die Hard. I'm Jesse from the internet. You have just heard Lily from the internet, Britt from the internet, Caitlin from the internet. The gang's all here for important 
college football news from today, November 27th, 2023. Uh, this is from Chicago PR Newswire. The winning team of the upcoming Pop-Tarts Bowl will go home with far more than just bragging rights and a championship trophy, capital C, capital T. They can also expect a belly full of the first ever edible mascot. Because when Pop-Tarts tackles college football, no rituals are safe. Honestly, I think more bowl games need edible mascots. We've got a Cheez-It Bowl. We've got the Fiesta Bowl. I absolutely agree. Is the Fiesta Bowl still sponsored by Taco Bell, or is that just, was, or is it, or is it? Excuse me, excuse me, it was the Tostitos. Oh, Tostitos. Bowl. And it has, uh, it is not uh, sponsored by Tostitos any longer, which I think is just unacceptable. We used to be a society. We will get to that in, yeah. in due time. We we have a can, can, I, I need a, I need a, yeah. Yeah, Taco Bell needs like a like a bowl game giveaway, like the Steel a Base uh, Steel a Taco. Taco Bell should be in bowl My, games. Why are they not? Uh, yeah, that feels like an obvious. Like the the Taco Bowl job. would be like, or like like get Chipotle in there, like Chipotle sponsoring the a bowl Chip- game. Chipotle burrito bowl, come on! Like now. that. That's it's like right there. That's right there. It's the so cereal, obvious. The Kellogg cereal bowl. That would be good. That would be good. Like well, there is there's there's the, the, the Tiger Sun bowl. bowl. Let's not let's not forget that. Okay, but so it should just be the Tony the Tiger cereal bowl then. We don't. There are no no sacred cows. All right, it doesn't need to keep being the Sun Bowl then. I, I feel like this is one like of two things that's happened, right? Either it's got to be the Sun Bowl. New Year's Eve tradition of well, watching they need- the weird fifth best team in the Big Ten play against somebody in El Paso. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, then I feel like they need to be sponsored by like a solar panel company or something. Like I just I just demand rhetorical consistency. Yeah, I think I, I We need I, we need better alignment between sponsors and bowl names. Well, because it I, used to I, be, it was the Tropicana Orange Bowl. It was the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Uh, it was a Sunkiss. Like they yeah, made I'm, sense. I'm I'm also looking the at Sunkiss Fiesta I'm like, I'm like, Bowl. Sunkiss has been all over this. Yeah. shit. Sunkiss it's, has been all over the shit. Now but. I will say there's a Pop Tart cereal, but we can uh, examine that more as we get into this. Uh, I, I want to continue with this quote. For sixty years, Pop Tarts has sacrificed everything in the name of crazy good flavor so why wouldn't that include our beloved football mascot too said heidi ray senior director of marketing comma pop tarts since we announced our title sponsorship of the pop tarts bowl fans have been speculating on the larger than life game day experiences we will be tackling and this is the first of many traditions that fans can expect pop tarts to upend on game day what what other traditions? First of all, is inedible mascots I'm... such a tradition? Like, in in fairness, they are not typically I mean, edible. The... So <laughs> I, I disagree. What about the, is, 
Like the, the tiger is bowl? imminently edible. I feel like the mayo bowl is eatable. The mayo bowl. The, the mayo didn't they, didn't don't they have a like a um like a Gatorade cooler full of mayo for the mayo uh-huh. bowl? They do, they do. But they don't have a mayo an edible. I don't. Mayo I don't know mascot. if it's a mascot, but right. I mayonnaise. Put in a felt a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> See, I think the 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 famous Idaho <laughs> potato bowl is great. Um, because it's like, it, like a potato bowl is a thing. They don't have a, like, they don't have an edible potato mascot. The Bloomin' Onion, no. um, once portrayed by guest friend of the former guest of the show, friend of the show, Ryan Nanny, uh, at the Outback Bowl, uh, not edible. I think Pop-Tart yeah, it's like, it's like the cheese it sit. The cheese it citrus bowl that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't. It does. It's actually it's the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. I remember at least when it was the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Verbo. God. I, I just okay. See, this is this is another. I have the same issue. This is a on a side, but I before I forget, I have the same issue with companies that get branded patches on baseball uniforms now. Ooh, I wonder if you have the I same issue. I should know who you are. Well, I mean, I just don't like them generally. Okay, but, but like, I sh- if you have enough money to sp- put a patch on a major league baseball team's jersey, I should know who the fuck you are already. I, I yeah. How, how do you have enough money? Who who got whoever the fuck the D back sponsor is? I literally can't even remember who it is now. I, uh, have never heard of them. Have no idea who they are. The one that got me was the Yankees because I had to Google it. And then oh, the insurance out, company. It's like insurance for super rich people. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I knew who they were. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the irony of the Yankees being like, oh, we won't sully our uniforms by having an alternate, but we'll, we'll put a pat, like a, an advertiser patch on it. Uh, and yeah. somehow, like somehow Jerry Reinsdorf has yet to find some, has yet to put a patch on the White Sox jerseys. Yeah. I, I not, would bet money that that is not for lack of trying. <laughs> I'm shocked. Also, John, like the fact yeah. that the the like, Orioles don't have a jersey patch, like it's and coming. when they do, it's not going to be Old Bay. <laughs> Like that's how could it? Like it has to be Old Bay. It's, it's got to be Old Bay. Or it's got to be Old Bay. Call your marketing yeah. department. Find the money. Like I don't yeah. know. Like the, make, like it's make cool. Your that board they give you the budget. It's cool that they don't have one, but it's like it's like the Orioles. There's there's only two sponsors they should they should have on their jersey. It's either Old Bay or Natty Bow, and otherwise otherwise I don't want to see a jersey sponsor. Speaking of Old Bay, uh, <laughs> this would be a good time for a little bit of podcast business. And today's item of the episode, uh, which is now in Lily's possession, but you can get your own. Uh, Oh, yeah. Lily, tell the folks about our about our item of the day. At, uh, it's the the it's the Baltimore pillow. Um, the Baltimore Maryland pillow, the flag crabs and O's hun, uh, Maryland. Something magic happens every time you go. And it's 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 a very nice pillow. Um, it's it's soft. It's actually nice and decently big. It's squishy. Uh, the material, I, it's kind of polyestery, but it's um, it's nice. It's a nice like hugging pillow. It's a nice like couch pillow. Good for a, 
good for like a like a man cave or a woman cave or a or a they cave. A cave, any kind of cave, uh, any kind of sports cave. Our- um, I I would I would propose that uh, we we go with man cave. She shed, which I just find fun to say, uh, and I would, I would, I would submit to the audience, uh, Thadium. Thadium, <laughs> that's a good one. Mm. So get the get the Orioles pillow for uh, not the Orioles pillow, the Baltimore pillow. It's designed after the the old bay can. Go to casualdiehard.com. I will uh, at least for now point the point point the URL over just to the the willitspen.com shop page for the pillow we have so many things at willitspen.com that are so terribly organized but uh that's future podcast business when uh the casual <laughs> diehard store becomes the main commercial arm of this store uh also arizona iced tea please call us uh chris and bell you are also <laughs> on the open invitation list for our f1 pod uh but that is oh or later in the week this is the college football pod, and we continue with Pop-Tarts because Pop-Tarts recently unveiled a new creative direction featuring Agents of Crazy Good, an ingenious crew that come fully frosted and ready to challenge expectations for where the (laughs) brand can show up next, all while rallying for a chance to be fan next snack. The Pop-Tarts Bowl mascot is an IRL manifestation of this campaign. It will run around the stadium, interacting with fans, and when the final whistle blows, transform into a game-winning snack for the victors, just like in our most recent advertisements, which are... Oh, it's like a Charlotte's Web situation. Oh, that's you're, depressing. You're getting to know it and get friendly with it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you make friends with it and then it's your snack. <laughs> oh my God. But okay, like, but I will they... say that uh, they got me. Like props to them because I I have to see this play out now. Well, like I have to, to know how exactly this is going to manifest because this is fascinating. Stay tuned next week. Following the bowl matchup announcements for additional crazy good moments, Pop-Tarts has in store for the first ever Pop-Tarts Bowl. From concessions and fan fest to the entertainment on and off the field. Where is the Pop-Tarts Bowl at? I need to know. That is the next sentence in this, or not the next sentence, uh, the next paragraph. Because the next sentence is the 2023 Pop-Tarts Bowl airs live on ESPN December 28th. At 5.45 p.m. Eastern, the postseason showdown will unfold as representatives from the Atlantic Coast and Big 12 conferences face off at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Uh, Okay, this used to be the Cheez-It Bowl. This was the Cheez-It Bowl, yes. Yeah, it's like Kellogg is the sponsor and they like change it up. Yeah, it's been a million different things. Okay, okay. It's the blockbuster. It used to be the blockbuster bowl. Oh, pour one out. Pour one out for. Well, they tried blockbuster. Tried miss. an edible video cassette. <laughs> Did they really? Really? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just. Like fruit by the foot, you open it up and it's just like fruit by the foot. 
I'm old enough for I'm young, I'm old enough to have remembered VHSs. I just also happen to have graduated high school six years ago. Oh my god! Betamax bowl. The Betamax bowl. <laughs> uh. Uh, it, this does all sort of make me think too that we need some sort of. Um, more more bowl games, sponsorship deals, stadium naming rights, etc. I, I need I need teams and and leagues and such to be a little more circumspect and start putting clauses in your contracts that say things like uh, if you are horf- horrifically publicly shamed for uh, your cryptocurrency collapsing, as a for instance. Uh, that this contract is null and void. <laughs> you don't get any of the stuff that you were promised because you fucked up. Like I want basically the sponsorship equivalent of like a moral turpitude clause. <laughs> Cause this shit is embarrassing for too many, t- too many teams, too many places. Like the Coliseum being the O.co Coliseum, like long past the point when that was a thing. It's embarrassing. Remember, remember when it was, uh, uh, the when the Astros played at Enron Fields. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Although that is still that is still incredibly funny. Birds of a feather. Okay, that's all I'm saying. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 no, wait, no, wait. No, Wasabi is some bullshit company. Uh. Uh, All right, thank I you, want, thank you. I, I was gonna say, hold on, you can't just have like a thing sponsored by like a food. <laughs> well, there's the potato bowl. Yeah, there's. Right. The, the, yeah. <laughs> but but it no, but it is the famous Idaho TM potato bowl. That's true, and it turns out that potatoes are all over the place. Um, that is true. Did we talk about Why world the potato ch- uh, consumption here, or was that just with my kids? That like uh, was just with your kids, I think, but uh, I'm, I'm a fan. Well, India and China are the world's leading consumers and growers of potatoes. It should Interesting. Um, I, I, I want to know, like, the per capita metrics though that that's where it would be really interesting to me i think yeah we'll come back we'll do some research we'll find out more about potatoes but in the meantime (laughs) i i want to you know when you're talking about embarrassing um i want to make a case for the continued embarrassment and for uh the pop tarts bowl and for the edible mascot and hopefully for an interaction between coach and Pop-Tarts mascot uh, that will be forced because they've got the media projections uh, up here on the Pop-Tarts Bowl website. Let me just give you a taste of who might play there. And, you know, some of these are better than others, but ESPN has, uh, ESPN's pretty sure that uh, it's going to be Oklahoma State. Both of their projectors are saying that and either Notre Dame or NC State. Reasonable. Like Notre the, Dame uh, and the Pop Turtle would be incredible. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and I'd love to see Mike Gundy with the edible pop tart. Uh, like totally it, it's not yeah. real, or that it is the very body of real. Christ thing. <laughs> the body of Christ can Mar- you. Mar- Marcus Marcus Freeman is the kind of guy that would like that doesn't eat carbs and would just be offended by the fact that the pop tart is edible. <laughs> this is carbs and refined sugar. I can't do it. Yeah. He's like my 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 define my cheekbones are too defined for this. <laughs> so we got another Notre Dame OSU from CBS Sports. Uh, something called CFN. I guess that's probably college football news. Is saying Miami Kansas State. Uh, Mario okay. Cristobal and an edible pop tart. So the edible pop tart catches on fire, and then simply burns. <laughs> left it in the toaster too long i was just gonna say that does that does raise some interesting questions about the toasting scenario are they going to toast the mascot at the end of the game who who, who toasts a pop tart that is how they are intended to be consumed no no i i i do not like a warm pop i prefer pop tarts just like they're they're like chalk if you eat them untoasted i I like dip them in milk How are you a fruit pop tart or a a, like chocolatey? I no, I I I only eat the brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. That's the only pop tart I like. You consider that in the chocolatey category? Um, Choco Tastic from Doctor Nick Riviera. (laughs) (laughs) If you wrap it on paper and it turns clear. You're in the you're the clear for weight. I don't remember. I don't remember. Your window to weight gain. Your window to weight gain. Yeah. Oh my god. That episode's older than you. That's. Uh... Oh Jesus. All right, then we've got twenty four seven sports action network and Athlon all saying NC State, Kansas State, and I want to mention here uh, with NC State closing out a, a great regular season. Um, Kings of the CW and all that in nine and three. Uh, but after beating North Carolina, once again, Dave Doran, uh, there was video of him in the locker room saying it's been 1,460 days since those pieces of shit beat us. I just think that that deserves a, a moment of respect. It has now been 1,462 days since those pieces of shit beat them. And, uh, Good for them. Good for them. Really reminds me of the Shooter McGavin. <laughs> I hate yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You for, like you for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, last but not least on, on these projections is why I wanted to defend uh, this level of embarrassment. Because USA Today projects for the Pop-Tarts Bowl, Oklahoma State, and uh, reality denier Mike Gundy versus little old Clemson. <laughs> little old Clemson. Please. Please. God that isn't the same one that that man prays to. Let Dabo Swinney come face to face with the edible Pop-Tarts mascot and 
hopefully covered in, in jelly of some kind and just have to stand <laughs> De- there and Devil- take it. Devil Swinney and an edible anthropomorphic Pop-Tart sounds like something that should only exist in like a Saturday afternoon when I take one too many edibles. So the fact that that is potentially like a real actual thing that might happen on national television is just nothing. Nothing is like this sport. No, nothing else can touch this. And and who knows what other traditions will be upended by pop tarts? Yeah, yeah. Hey. that is their commitment to. Uh... Speaking of uh, starch encrusted things, uh, <laughs> the Nebraska hand warmer haunted our Black Friday. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a big old advertising board that said the Nebraska hand warmer um, it sounds like a euphemism first and foremost first, oh it, that sounds yeah no. it, it, that is definitely like a sex act in a, in a world where a Cleveland steamer is a thing what am I supposed to think when you say Nebraska hand warmer Absolutely. Like, we all get a pass. We can sleep at night for thinking <laughs> right. this. We all get a pass to do the Nebraska hand warmer? Wait. No, no. I'm try not going to kink shame you. Try it one. <laughs> right. I mean, look, that's between you and your God, all right? <laughs> Again, that's being the anti Dabo Swinney God. I guess I am in for the Nebraska hand. The, the Nebraska? That's a different uh, sex act than Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> If I had seen the movie Donnie Brasco, I could give you a better idea of what that is. Something involving the mafia and corn. Uh, the Nebraska, the Nebraska oh. hand warmer. Uh, Keelan, you have you have had this abomination against food. I have, I have had Runza before. Um, yeah, it wasn't what I was expected. What? <laughs> sounded really good in theory what? when i had it i was like oh this, this is exactly what was explained to me but for some reason i was expecting more what was explained to you it's like a that it i mean that it was bread like a hot pocket with meat and cheese in it meat in it and that is what it is but it reminded me of like a sloppy joe but instead of the buns it was encased in bread. And I think I got sick after I ate it. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't joking about the name I gave it. <laughs> well, it uh, sauerkraut in it? Interesting. It is Runza, so they're telling you right there what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> you you were warned, I suppose. I it's all in the it's all in the name. But yeah, well, I mean, I still also, uh, recommend yeah. people try it if you ever drive through again, just to do it. Maybe wear a diaper, though. I used to think <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought um, when whenever I would drive through Nebraska to get from Chicago to Denver or from Denver to Chicago, it was like I always thought Runza sounded more like a like a hotel chain. 
Like they're at, like they're, <laughs> their signs, their signs look like a hotel chain. I'm like, that's not a restaurant. That's a hotel. Interesting. <laughs> they don't have good graphic design. Yeah. I mean, what good do they have? So Runza is the name of the place and the Nebraska handle. Yeah. It's also the name of the food. It is a place yeah. and a food. Yes. So the Nebraska hand warmer is a euphemism for this sandwich. <laughs> yes. If you can call it that. <laughs> yeah. It's I guess I guess it's it's a sandwich in the same way a calzone's a sandwich. Oh wow. We're getting philosophical. Oh no. no. We're getting early twenty ten Twitter is what we're getting. Which is fine. <laughs> I was just gonna say this is this is a vintage uh Twitter food war waiting to happen. I'm here for it. <laughs> Simpler times. Simpler times. So you would walk in and be like, give me a, a meat runza? Yeah. Beef runza? Or is, is there a chicken runza? I could just probably Google this, but it's a it's a podcast. I'm looking. No, they've got like, a, they've got like different, they got like a mushroom one. Oh, they got like an Italian style one. I hate mushrooms, and I was like, "Give me Why the Italian Runza." <laughs> Tommy DeVito. I, I feel like Tommy DeVito scrambling. Yeah, I, That's the that, Italian Runza. There's I, also beer. As much as, much as uh, racist against Italians is not a thing, I think I might make an exception for the Italian <laughs> Runza because it does somehow feel obscurely racist. <laughs> um, Isn't it just a calzone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that. There's also uh, there's also the beer rock, which is a uh, which is a round version of the runza that is common in, in Eastern Europe, but is also found in Kansas. Okay. Well, and those I have had, and they're delicious. Yes, there are Balkan restaurants in my neighborhood that make those. Um, I'm fascinated to try someday uh, Kansas style Balkan cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did so, did yeah. the Eastern Europeans make it that far south? <laughs> Appar- supposedly. I mean okay. apparently, but you know. The run according to its Wikipedia page, uh, the Runza is a regional cuisine of Nebraska, with some commentators calling it as Nebraskan as Cornhusker football. It is served by the National. It was served by the Na- Nebraska Society of Washington D.C. and the Nebraska Society of New York at their Taste of Nebraska events, and was chosen to represent the state at Flavored Nation, an event serving iconic dishes from all fifty states. Oh. oh no! <laughs> that is that's that's so tragic. Because if you think about what else was probably on the menu at an event like that, it's like, you know, barbecue and like. Well, is, and there's other things they do there too. On the link that you're looking at, I'm lucky. Give me a second. They also have uh, chili, and it comes with cinnamon rolls. I've heard that's really good, mm. though. It, it mm. was really good, but that's what I'm saying. I. They're not sending the rest, and they also have a special salad dressing. I'm on the flavored. I'm on the flavored nation website for for this year. It's um, there's actually some good stuff on here. I'll say this a little casual. There's a, there's a salad tip. dressing. Uh, sprinkle a little cinnamon in your chili. I mean, it was good. Yeah, I that was I the mean, one thing I was like, this, this hits. It's good. 
No, I mean, warming, like any kind of warm spices in like a spice mm-hmm. rub or whatever on like brisket or anything like that works. So it seems perfectly reasonable to me. Interesting. The the state dish for uh, New York on uh, on the flavored nation, <sighs> buffalo wings. Yeah. Good. All right. Okay. That works. Yes. I yeah. guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Illinois deep dish pizza, mm-hmm. California uh, fish tacos. That's some LA bullshit, but all right. Uh, that that co- oh Maryland is crab cakes, of course. I was covering all the states that we have uh, in this. What in is this Alabama? Uh, fried green tomatoes. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Solid choice. So I'm kind of surprised Nebraska, it's not white barbecue sauce. Nebraska yeah, I was thinking the, the same. diarrhea torpedo. Like <laughs> See, this is but this is this is what I was sort of expecting. Like you think about what you would expect from most other states. Like a lot of really appealing options, and then you've got whatever is happening here. For this year, it's actually deep fried corn for Nebraska. Ooh, spicing it up. Not not no. Which is I, I'd not expect no. that from oh, Iowa, but oh, this isn't a Nebraska specific, but when I briefly lived there, um I ate uh fried cow testicles. Oh yeah, uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah, they're not bad. I don't love them, but they're not bad. That's that's Colorado's food on this uh, flavored flavored nation. Colorado can have them. Made my tummy sick. I think it was the texture. Yeah, the the texture is a little. Yeah. I'm glad glad people like. I'm glad they're not like wasted. So right, I appreciate the sustainability element here. (laughs) Utah's Utah's food on this is artisanal chocolate. What? what? Yeah, okay. It's just artisanal chocolate. Okay, I I can get behind that and on account of uh, the ski resorts and sort of um, there there might be an an alpine sort of ideal there going on, and that you know salted chocolate is what what can you do with salt? Well, Syracuse salt potatoes I, I mean, would be a really good um, New York dish for this at some point. Turn something into jerky. When Buffalo Wings turn gets its like, you could, inevitable you could suspension. Do, yeah. <laughs> you could do the like salt dome roasted fish. I also have a hard time believing, though, that in Utah, there's not some mildly horrifying and yet really fascinating like uh, LDS potluck staple that you could pick as Utah. Oh. Like... Don't be don't be fake fancy. Like be real with me. Uh, see, like, a lot of places. Chicago's I, lot... rocking in with like pizza and shit. Like you don't need to be you don't need to be like that. I've actually I've actually seen Utah's like like ma- like at least their like famous burger is like a um it's like a burger with I think pastrami on it. It's either pastrami or corned beef. It's like a burger with yeah. with that okay. on there. And it's Sounds pretty delicious. good. Fuck with that. It's, Sounds it's delicious. pretty good. There was a restaurant that served them in, in in Denver, and they're pretty they're pretty good. I'm like, you could have that as opposed to artisanal chocolate. Yeah, I just feel like you could do better than artisanal chocolate because you know where you can get artisanal chocolate. Lots of other places. Yeah, but not that Utah artisanal chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing if there's any other weird ones, but everything else. I mean, Iowa's the corn dog. Lazy. Delaware actually, actually, Delaware is fries with vinegar. Oh, 
I've had those Probably before. Probably malted okay. malt vinegar. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, Whitney. I would assume. Alaska's reindeer sausage. Okay. Kentucky's bourbon bread pudding. Yeah, there's Ooh. nothing. There's nothing. Oh, of course, Ohio is um, fucking Skyline Chili. <laughs> oh, God. Virginia's smoked ham. <laughs> going to stand up for Skyline Chili. It's good. <laughs> yeah, you already said, you know, chili with you Argu- get a little cinnamon yeah, in your ar- chili. Arguably the best thing about Cincinnati, um, especially with Joe Burrow. And wow. Joey yeah, Votto, apparently. Do, Persona do. non grata because, yeah, the Reds are going to be whatever. Let's, uh, well, let's talk about the Reds because, uh, well, yeah, let's get into that because the Reds, the NL Central. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I've got a, a whole thing here to talk about with the Big Ten and Central Division. Um, but I guess first we should acknowledge that that was a pretty good game on Saturday, I guess. It's all right. It was. It was. It only completely like it wasn't, the hype. Yeah, like it wasn't good, but it was. I don't... <laughs> like it wasn't good football, a lot of it, but it was like good entertainment. I think... Both of those defenses are really, really good. Both Michigan and Ohio. Yes. Yes. Um, Like, I think in comparison to what you saw on Thursday, where the Lions (laughs) look shit, for instance. Like. Right. Ohio State struggling to move the ball against Michigan is because Michigan's really good. And I said, you know, I said last week, I thought that the difference for in Ohio state's favor was going to be that Marvin Harrison is that dude. Michigan doesn't really have that dude. Um, he almost was. And it turns out that Michigan doesn't need necessarily just have that dude. Cause they got that beef. I also appreciate that we had, uh, a, a beautifully, uh, stereotypical deeply questionable ryan day field goal call because mm-hmm. what what why why I, what <laughs> like it, ryan yeah. ryan day's entire existence is just i just ask so many questions and they never get answered no no because it's like he simultaneously not good at his job, but is objectively on some other level. It's like I watch him coach and I'm like, I feel like I spend a lot of time being like, what are you doing? And I don't know if it's just that he recruits better than he coaches. And so it sort of all works out. I think a lot of the time, you know, you you talk about coaches who can't really get the job done. And you ask like, it, this is fair of Texas A&M. Is A&M going to get somebody better than Jimbo? Well, they got Mike Elko. I don't think that that's an upgrade, really, you know, resume-wise at least. Might wind up being a better fit, but I don't think they're any better than an 8-4 and four program still. If no. Clemson moves on from Dabo, 
you know, if, if there's finally a parting of the ways there, just because, like, they're sick of each other's shit and all relationships end eventually. Um, you know, it. who are they going to replace him with? That's going to be tricky. If you were to be Penn State, like, who are you actually going to get at Penn State that's going to do a better job than James Franklin? That's really hard. You want to find somebody else to win right. 10 games a year reliably? I feel like Ohio State could find people to do a better job than Ryan Day because I don't think it is that hard to recruit at Ohio fucking state. Like, yeah, I mean, it kind of does like, it kind of does the job for it. Right. Like the hardest part is going to be scouting, not recruiting really. Like, yeah. like that con- roster construction is the hard part, not convincing people to go to Ohio state. Yeah. I I don't think that that's something that Ryan Day is unique in an ability to do. And there are people who can do that that are better at coaching in the game and not getting fucking psyched out in the big spot. And, right. you know, far be it for me to be sincere about Ohio State um, and what's good for them and, and give them, you know, actual idea about, you know, ways to be better but they went down this road before of having a coach who couldn't fucking beat Michigan like right. it doesn't necessarily change and the pressure like when when you make your entire season about one game which they have um, just as much as Michigan have like both of those programs hinge so much on this one game and Michigan wrote it out with Harbaugh until he finally solved it. I don't know that Michigan State can. I mean, the Ohio State can. Although, who knows who's coaching Michigan next year? That makes it like. It'll be Jim Harbaugh next year. Oh, John Harbaugh, the, the other <laughs> brother. They should, they should just swap, see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think some Ravens fans might be mad if Jim Harbaugh was uh was coaching the Ravens, but eh, who knows? Yeah, but Jim Harbaugh in a in an NFL locker room is fine for approximately uh fifteen to twenty games. So like you've got a window. Yeah, that's true. Grown ass adults just get tired of his shit after that, but Yeah. Yeah, the the two reasons that he works well in college are they are not grown-ass adults. And he will be out of your life as an authority figure in four years. As a And as a college coach, the, the sort of standard mm-hmm. is that you are going to be uh, a cult of personality ruling your little fiefdom and that's just sort of the expectation so like what are you really competing against like yeah he's fucking weird but so is everybody else that is recruiting those same kids probably like that's not really a a conversation ender in that case if you're a an nfl player a grown-ass adult making millions of dollars yeah you're the the leash on on the 
Jim Harbaugh's of the world was going to. It's a different kind of weirdo who's a, be a good you know, bit NFL. Like it's the Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay kind of weirdo. Right. Right. You can you can work in in the NFL as a freaky little nerd weirdo like them, mm-hmm. who is just like a fucking rain man with a whiteboard. That'll work if you sh- if you've got results. Nobody's gonna complain. <laughs> but you can't you can't be good enough to get away with being Jim Harbaugh because there's enough other people who are good, <laughs> like. Although the only reason Bill Belichick got away with being Bill Belichick now, but the only reason you, but you've got to win and like keep winning Mm -hmm. at an extremely high level. Bill Belichick only got to be Bill Belichick because he was successful for a very long time at a very, very, very high level. Yeah. There you've got, if you're that dude, your margin for error is just so slim because you were kind of always on everybody's last nerve. And the only reason they're tolerating it is that you're successful. So if you're even slightly less successful than they were expecting, that goes south real fast. Uh, Speaking of which, the other uh, game of the week, the game of the year, the game of a lot, uh, the Iron Bowl featuring two coaches who are on everybody's last nerve all the time for different reasons. (laughs) Woo-wee. I'm sure it was a game. <laughs> sure was. Fourth, I think I said, what 31. the hell is happening, like, five times. Oh, yeah, multiple times. Multiple times. That's, like, that's the worst I've seen Alabama play in a long time. And I also, saw... I think the order, like, there was no order. That was the other thing, because I think, you know, like, Nick Saban's been known for sort of his, like, the level of discipline he has on the players if they do stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this is they wild. Look, they looked sloppy. Yeah. It was weird. We, and he seemed yeah, relieved weird. they won. He didn't even seem, like, mad at the end. He just He was just, like, and who knows what, I don't know what, I haven't read about what was said in the locker room or anything, but yeah, it was just a different, different dynamic than in the past. I, I kind of, I mean, I saw some, uh, what did I see? I saw a tweet that was someone, someone cashed out on a, on a $60,000 bet right before the field goal to end the game. <laughs> Or right before that fourth and ten, so someone got well, so they cashed out on on Auburn winning that game, oh my like gosh. right before Alabama won. <laughs> Good for them. Oof. Good that's, for that's them. That's a yeah, that's a baller move right there. Honestly, that's that is also I think a a Nick Saban dream game. All things considered, you get the win, you are going on to the SEC championship, and you have. So many things to be mad about and yell at people about all week long for yeah. how badly they fucked up. Um, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a weird thing where it's like, oh, they look like such shit. How are they possibly going to compete against Georgia? But 
Alabama's done this weird thing where I feel like they've played to everybody's level, including South Florida at the beginning of the season, which is really the only exp- like yeah. out in the weather that day. Um, and them figuring shit out. They did figure shit out. They've gotten by by the skin of their teeth, but so is Washington. I don't know. Um, I still think Georgia's going to win the game on Saturday. But... Yeah. I never rule out Alabama at this point, no. honestly. It's, it's like you can never rule out touchdown Tom. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was one of my favorite series. That was one of my favorite John Boyce treats for the longest time was whenever Tom Brady would make a make thing, a comeback. The thing about that was that it always felt inevitable with Brady in a way that it has always like the, the never count out touchdown Tom was always somewhat tongue in cheek for that reason. Like it was like I was a of course he's gonna win. LOL, Brady wins. But and it's always felt right. that way with Alabama. Like, oh yeah, of course Alabama's gonna figure a way out to win because they're Alabama. This is a different Alabama. They do not feel inevitable. They yeah. feel uh what do they feel? They feel they're normal not- good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Seeing Nick Saban at the end of that game, he seemed relieved. So I was like, this is a new era. Because usually he's kind of just like curmudgeon-y and like, we did this wrong. They're not Thanos anymore. They're just Loki in the first Avengers movie. (laughs) Right, right. Description. Right. Uh, Also from this Which is more fun. Yeah, it is. I'd say... I could just think we're better off. I mean, this is true of sports writ large, I think, but it's just a more entertaining scenario when there is actually some question of like, who is it going to be when the, when it all comes down to it? Yeah. They're no longer Max Verstappen. They're they're Lewis Hamilton now. (laughs) Right. Does that make Georgia, you know, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Georgia is George Russell. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Auburn is George Russell then at that point. (laughs) Because Auburn is the one who's going to show up and just periodically fuck shit up and then disappear. Texas A&M is Sergio Perez. Uh, And here, (laughs) uh, I actually did come today with with some comparisons because it struck me uh, just one of these thoughts that we're going to get this Big Ten championship game. It's going to be Michigan- Against perennial AL Central champion Iowa, the Minnesota Twins of uh, of college football, if there ever was, I, I'd argue they'd be the Cleveland Guardians, or maybe the Detroit Tigers. I don't. I don't think the Twins are the, the Twins are an apt comparison to Iowa. They have their little. Uh, yeah, I guess that the Guardians, since becoming the Guardians, and especially with their very abrasive, look at us, we play small ball, that is uh, yeah. very Iowa. I, I had... do sort of feel like Cleveland's too good to be Iowa. Good? I... Yes. Uh, and that is... <laughs> look, 
Cleveland is better than the twins, sort of writ large. Exactly. The, the twins have more of a getting by on a shoestring some bullshit about them. And that's why uh, yes. I have paired the... I've. It struck me that the Guardians are the other, not this year, but perennially high in the Big Ten West as we bid the Big Ten West farewell, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Okay. Glad we have agreement there. Ooh, did, who, who, does, who does that make the White Sox? Who, who's the White Sox in that scenario? <laughs> Northwestern. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's They're, rough. In Chicago, they are uh, relevant only to a small subset of people in the Chicago area. Hey. <laughs> And they are. I don't know. I feel like they're Purdue. <sighs> I feel like Purdue's the White Sox. Oh. I mean, relevant to a few people in the area, so yeah. it's. I'll, I'll give yeah. you Purdue there. That's fine. you are. You guys are more I, White Sox in tune than I am, I, and I don't have Purdue listed. I kind of feel like, I, but I kind of feel like Purdue is the Royals. Ah, for the Royals, like, I, I have now Minnesota's Minnesota's the Royals. I have Nebraska as the mm. Royals. Eh, yeah, fair. I feel like Nebraska's the Tigers. Yeah, that's oh. the thing. Like the Royals have been so bad, and you can so thoroughly forget that they exist. Oh, like the team that hasn't the longest uh, bowl drought in FBS, Nebraska, and could have. Okay, fair. made it. Had several chances to make it. <laughs> right, it, it's the could have made it part that doesn't feel royalty to me. That does feel white soxy to me, though. Oh, that Lord. does feel white soxy. What are we doing, the Keelan, the Nebraska the... White Sox duo? Oh, 2015. God. What a life to live. Yeah, this is tough. Uh, and I had Minnesota for the Tigers there, uh, rounding out the Big Ten West AL Central. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah. Minnesota's sometimes good. The Tigers are sometimes good. Yeah. That makes sense. And they both are currently in that, like, oh, we're, we're back soon. We promise. We're really, the rebuild's almost over and it's not uh, going to be. Yeah. But Big Ten East uh, was naturally what followed in my head. So I'll present you with this. And, and I think that this is fairly straightforward um michigan's the cubs ohio state's the cardinals <laughs> yeah yeah is penn state the pirates penn state is the brewers because they're actually halfway decent yeah that, yeah okay yeah that makes sense and then yeah. michigan yeah. state yeah. Is, indiana's the pirates michigan state i had as the pirates i could not to Indiana to them. They actually have some, like, the Pirates have history. The Pirates have Mich like, Nick Saban coached Michigan State. The Pirates had Barry Bonds. Right. I feel like those things, those... <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could you could make a long list of guys that the Pirates had uh -huh. that then went on to do cool shit for somebody else. Well, Kirk Cousins. Like, my God! Black <laughs> <There> <laughs> There you go. Is is 
Ooh, is is Maryland or Rutgers Cincinnati? Then? Well, that brings us back to the Reds, mm. as I said earlier in the show, and I have them as Rutgers uh, invented the sport, quote unquote. Um, yeah, professional that, baseball, that college sense. football. Um, never going to win a goddamn thing. Uh, both wear red and start with R. Scarlet Knights, sure. Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Fat, yeah, that that tracks. Fat Daryl, Skyline Chili. Ooh, get some. I feel like I feel oh like Maryland goodness. is like the NL Central Astros. Well, speaking of the the Astros, um, I did get to the West. I will just. Uh, I have the West last because the Astros were the toughest team for me to pair up. Cause I did, you know, went through the big 10 mentally and then I was like, all right, let's try the sec here. Uh, sec East is the NL East. Uh, Georgia is the Braves, uh, which makes Tennessee, the Phillies, Florida, the Mets, Missouri, the nationals and South Carolina, the Marlins. <laughs> oh, God. I hate that so much, and I can't disagree with any of it. And I hate it so much. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, now you know. It's I'm sorry for the spot on just... accuracy of all of that. I hate it yeah, just as much as you it's, do. It's, it's just the entirety of being like, you're the fucking Mets, get your shit together, and then turning around and staring at Gainesville, like, you're the fucking Gators, get your shit together. And here we are. I like Tennessee as the Phillies too. I was I was happy when I thought of that. Yeah, uh, good, so weird. The SEC West, then uh, your American League East, Bama's the Yankees. Um, then I think this this is where there's room for debate. Who's the Red Sox? I went with LSU, and then Auburn as the Orioles. I see. I would go the other way around. I feel like Auburn ah. is the Red Sox, and LSU is the Orioles. I just don't know. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like you can make a pretty compelling argument either way. LSU does currently have a Massachusetts coach. I feel like True. okay is is, te- is Texas a part of Red Sox Nation? Yes. <laughs> I, I, okay. Excellent, excellent work. And then I guess the, I, work. does that make Ole Miss the the Blue Jays? Also, yes. <laughs> yeah, that on on many like spiritual levels, that feels really right. That powder blue and then being sort of weirdly self-righteous while being mostly mediocre is like very much a vibe. Yeah. And we gotta we I'll post a poll with with the episode. Figure out if LSU or Auburn is the Red Sox Orioles in this uh in this case. But let's uh we have any points on this? Cause I felt like um 
Auburn and the Orioles both really embrace chaos. LSU, like as an organization, though, is very. They're they're very weird. The Red so, Sox traded. I mean, there's, a, there's an overlap there. That they did do that. I think you know. See what see what the listenership thinks. Yeah, I don't think either is the wrong answer. So. Yeah. So whatever you guys say is is going to be correct, and it's what we will roll with in this uh, realignment that makes no sense whatsoever and has to do with baseball for some reason. Uh, you guys want to – I will say the, the NL West is all uh, teams that are departing the Pac-12. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. God. <laughs> it's, it's the four that are going to the Big Ten plus one other, so – uh, the four that are okay. You're on a roll if, if you guys want to keep guessing. Uh, are we going AL West or NL West? NL West. NL. Five teams. NL West. Um, well, Colorado is definitely the Rockies. That's that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, early season Dion was intense. Uh, every year that the Rockies are good yeah, until intense, like intense no, no, um, not even October. The thing that the Rockies do every year where they're good for roughly uh-huh. four to six weeks at the beginning of the season, you get people going like, oh, this is it. This is their year. And everyone else is like, figuring it out. Mm. Mm. Is it though? Recipe. Is it though? Yeah. Um, is, is Oregon the Dodgers? No. What track though? Well, USC. Oh, USC. Yeah. 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 Um, Wait. Oh, no, we're still doing NL. Okay, never mind. Is, is, uh, well, then is Oregon, is Oregon, Arizona? No. I have Oregon as the Giants. Okay. Okay. Really? Uh, We did used to. Competition for USC. And we we did jokingly call University of Oregon when I was growing up, uh, University of California, Eugene, mm-hmm. because Oregon was where all the people who didn't get into Cal went. Well, I think also um, from from the baseball standpoint, um, Oregon actually wins shit. Um, that is true. Yeah, so that works with the Giants and USC being the Dodgers. Oh, okay. okay, then you said, okay, so Colorado's the one other, mm-hmm. which means that Washington, is Washington, Arizona? Yes. Okay. Purple team, and then sneaky good. So then UCLA is awesome for some reason. UCLA is San Diego? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that tracks. And that leaves us with uh, the AL West, which uh, was uh, a, just sort of a mishmash here uh, for me. I have the Angels as Texas. Um, oh, har- harsh but fair. Harsh but fair. 
Texas back. No, you're not. That's just, <laughs> we have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Hmm. Do you? Do you? <laughs> so also in this, uh, this just fits well to me. I know that they're the reigning world champions and finally got over the hump, but Oklahoma's the Rangers. All their fans are in Dallas, but they don't actually play in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, not now. Yeah. That vibe of like, you know, Mark Teixeira sort of like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. There's um, like a, a tie between them. Gary Matthews Jr., Josh Hamilton, like all these dudes who fit in both places. Like Texas and Oklahoma are kind of interchangeable in a lot of ways. Uh, so I, I like bit, Oklahoma yeah. as the Rangers there. Uh, then I have um, the Mariners or Wazoo. Yeah. Yeah. And and that leaves uh, the last two. Baseball's biggest heels of the past decade for different reasons. Um, the A's shouldn't be a heel. They just kind of became one in character because of their ownership. Not their fault, really. <laughs> Which is why I feel like Arizona State is my A's. Oh, oof. I see. I would have gone SMU. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I could. You could absolutely make that argument. You could SMU or maybe BYU. No. I will say this. Yes. Not, not BYU, SMU, yes, potentially. There and is, I do like Arizona State. There is a really good case to be made, a better case than for the A's, uh, to move Arizona State to Vegas. I mean, UNLV would probably be mad about that, but at least, at least a grad campus at the Hoover Dam on the Arizona side, <laughs> and call there it ASU go. Vegas. Oh my god! They study they study hydroelectric power and architecture and engineering and all sorts of important things. Vegas Sunday, clearly. Let's go. There you go. There you go. Uh, and then, and that leaves us with the Astros. I Clemson. Yeah, I didn't have any ACC teams in this. Um, I was like, I only have, you know, I did the AC, I did the Big Ten, I did the SEC. There's a Pac-12 here. There's a couple of Pac-12 teams. In this division, along with, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, who are leaving the Big 12, um, I guess I do have an ACC team in here because I went with Stanford. And the other team that I considered for it was Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame fits better for the Astros than I think Stanford does. Oh God! Uh, no, but Notre Dame hasn't really won anything. No, and so so this is this is the thing with Stanford, right? On like a, a on like a philosophical level, if you're going to compare a team 
run by soulless McKinsey NBA dipshits. The the most appropriate choice is the source of uh, a seemingly endless supply of soulless NBA dipshits. Okay, but enough about Penn. I, I don't hey! like to talk about my school, but okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have... I have a, I have a, I have a great, um, I have a great comparison for the Astros. UCF. The Citronauts, sure. The Citros. I, 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 I'm, I'm just going off the, like, the, the going undefeated and, like, fake claiming a national championship for that year very much (laughs) is along the lines of cheating to win a World Series. What about Cincinnati Bearcats? <laughs> the, th- the thing with UCF is that they kind of had fun with that, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I think like they took it a little more seriously than I think they probably should have. But it was at least like kind of they had fun with it. The Astros whole whole shtick is that they take everything they do so goddamn seriously despite the fact that they are grown men in pajamas hitting balls with sticks, being paid millions of dollars to do it, who then cheated. And that is where... Is why it's Notre Dame. Well, I was going to say that, because for, for me, I'm sticking with Stanford. That, for me, is where Stanford... This is a This is a growth opportunity for Stanford. It's time to start fucking cheating. What have you been doing? <laughs> Michigan has shown you you can you can have your academic standards and still cheat like fucking crazy. Let's go see, but the cheat your way to ACC titles. It's in the spirit of the goddamn conference. Florida State and is the most glorious team in the history of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Sorry, Dabo, but it's true. You are a poor man's Bobby Bowden. Cheat (laughs) your asses off. Stanford, let's go. Also, look, you've got you've got Condi Rice in your back pocket. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. If you if you get caught, we'll we'll Daddy will pay off the judge and we'll smooth it over. It's fine. Like, ooh, that hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking honestly, you it could also be USC. As the Astros, I feel yeah, like I mean, not no. There's there's more there's more similarity between those two institutions than either of them one would admit. Yeah, there absolutely is, but I got the only real meaningful that. difference is that the people, um, the the rich brats who went to USC are the ones who weren't actually quite smart enough to be rich brats at Stanford. So they're basically just like a slightly dumber Stanford. Isn't that Duke? That's their conference rival now. Oh, I, I've said from the beginning that putting Stanford and Duke in the same conference is a war crime and should not be allowed to stand because that is just like too, it's too much in one place. I, Although it does sort of contain it. Contain, so there's that. I, that is my position on this is that the containment theory is is what you need get northwestern in that mix too there you go just 
<laughs> shove them all in a corner. They can do what they're going to do with themselves and leave the rest of us out of it. The Ivy League of teams that were smart enough to actually pay their athletes and make money for the school that way. <laughs> it's all time for another day. It is the biggest bullshit in the world. Um, I will say this to to just bash on the Ivy League once. Um, Ivy League still not participating in the FCS playoffs because reasons during finals or something it never right, made because sense. integrity or some shit doesn't make sense now um we'll talk about the fcs players another time what games are you guys looking forward to uh this weekend i want to see iowa rock michigan shit <laughs> by doing nothing at all <laughs> so Iowa three, Michigan two is your prediction for that one. <laughs> I no, I Iowa Iowa five, Michigan two. Ooh. Ooh. Bold. I like it. Okay. Kayla, what's your game of the week? Game O the week. I mean it's Georgia, Alabama. Sorry to be cliche. Yeah, that's Louisville, Florida State seems interesting too. Louisville, 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 Louisville. Especially after that gross injury. Yeah, and Louisville getting uh, its shit turned over by Kentucky. Yeah, like that game was cool. This was a weekend full of cool games. Um, it was. Bill Connolly wrote an ESPN piece that was like ranking the 35 best games of the weekend. And I was like, okay, I ain't reading all that. I am happy for you because I watched a lot of it and I know that it happened. I don't need to like, like I will read a lot of what Bill does. He's really cool. And, and SP plus is a beautiful tool. But like I scrolled down and I was like, yeah, this is no joke. Like, I watched a lot of fucking good football this weekend, and I missed a lot of good football yeah. this weekend, too. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah, every, it seemed like every game that was on TV this past week was a banger um, until Sunday. when. And even a lot of the games that I sort of expected to not be close ended up, a lot of them ended up being actually competitive and not just like total foregone conclusions. Yeah, rivalry week forever, man. It does bring out the best and the worst in so many people. When else are Vanderbilt students going to get into fist fights? <laughs> well, I mean, I I could see it. In the, a, in the new conference that with Stanford, Duke, yeah. and Northwestern, of course. Uh, yes. Yes. They actually, duel at Vanderbilt. Aren't fists, <laughs> swords, or old time things? I I very very heavily consider going to Vandy. What they have a very good music program, <laughs> and it's a nice school. Uh, My sister also considered going to Vandy. Uh, I, it is one of those choices that I do periodically look back and be like, how much weirder would your life be? 
Oh yeah. Because let's because Vandy's a cult a little bit. Like we can acknowledge that, right? Like yeah. Uh, lots of people obviously have very strong sort of ties to their alma mater and whatever, but no, no one does it quite, quite the way Vandy does. It's Vandy an Ivy just, League with the Southern weird tradition. Yes, yes, it's just ab- too much. absolutely. It is. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. At at some point on this podcast, I feel like we need to talk about the 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 Magnolia League. At some point, we do. Which Let's was a proposed it. like Ivy League for for the Southern like oh, quote unquote Ivies. That would be like, so Vandy, weird. Vandy, Clemson. What else Duke. would you even put in that group? It was Vandy, Duke, Duke. Rice, would, would Tulane be in it. Rice. Tulane. Oh, okay, so basically all I, the were, private schools. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been it's funny. Lap. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Not now. I'm into it. I feel like Georgia Tech would go well in that. Too. Yeah, Georgia Tech was on there. Oh yeah, Tech would absolutely. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was it? Wait, there, I watched the Georgia whole... Tech. Did anybody watch Georgia Tech Georgia at all? No. No. Fair enough. Me neither. No. I all I saw was, I was... Uh, Amanda Mall and some other people saying that uh, they Georgia Tech had once again managed to make it an unpleasant evening for them. Okay. <sighs> no. So you know, really... point, points to Georgia Tech. Yeah, so I think that there's probably as little to read into that as there is to read into Alabama's performance against Auburn. And we learn once yeah. again that these games are special, and I'm glad that they are part of Thanksgiving weekend. And I'm glad that you guys are part of this week and the other weeks that we have. So, Cassie. What is your game of the week? Oh, uh, Washington, Oregon. I am. I'm here. I'm here for some uh, Pac-12, formerly artists, formerly known as Pac-12, bloodlust. They dislike each other in a way that I really respect. The fucking real Big Ten championship game is the Pac-12 exactly. championship game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, both of God those teams bless. would beat Michigan. Too. Yeah, I think they would. I think they would. Damn, I cannot. I I cannot wait for the twelve team playoff. But in the meantime, I will just say that I cannot wait for next week in our next show. Uh, this has been the Casual Diehard Podcast. Rate us, review us, subscribe, like, share, all that stuff. We'll see you next time. Love you.